This is Shop Talk, our weekly discussion of journalism issues. I'm Rich Egger. I'm Will Buss. And I'm Pam Peters. The president and CEO of RTDNA, Dan Shelley, recently wrote a piece about what he called an alarming trend that's threatening the public's ability to know what's happening in their communities. And he cited examples, uh, all of these uh, generally from small towns. In March of this year, a sheriff and three other public officials in Oklahoma were caught on tape discussing hiring hitmen to kill the publisher of the local newspaper and the publisher's son, who's a reporter for the paper. In August, in Marion, Kansas, police raided the office of the Marion County Record newspaper. We have talked about that one on this program before. Uh, Shelley said there were also two troubling incidents in October. In Alabama, law enforcement arrested the local newspaper publisher and one of her reporters for reporting on grand jury testimony in an investigation into allegations the local school board had misused federal coronavirus relief funds. And in Calumet City, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago, officials issued municipal citations to a reporter for the hyper-local Daily Southtown website and newspaper for contacting city officials seeking information about recent flooding in the community. And Shelley says the citation basically said the reporter asked too many questions. So uh, it seems like public officials are getting more aggressive with reporters. And Shelley cites a former president of the United States, who you might recall referred to journalists as enemies of the people. Shelley says uh, perhaps uh, those types of comments uh, you know, might have uh, made people, made some officials feel it was okay to get this aggressive with reporters. Uh, uh, Pam, what are your thoughts on some of these, uh, I guess, ongoing threats to small-town news coverage? I mean, I'd have to agree. I think that statement by our former president carried a lot of weight with a lot of these small towns. And, you know, like we've talked about the Marion, Kansas incident. Um, It makes me wonder, as I was reading this, if they feel emboldened because... A, you have a former president that was saying this, but also, um, you know, a lot of these small towns, like any sheriff in towns, they're elected officials, but a lot of times they just may be traditional everyday citizens who decide I'm going to be, I'm going to run for sheriff, probably with good intentions, but they really don't have a grasp, A, of the law, um, especially First Amendment law. Um, and B, I think there also comes a point with some of these, as, and I think we're seeing that with, with these stories, where they feel like they're above the law because I'm now an elected official. I'm, I'm, I'm the sheriff of this county or whatever, that it makes me wonder, you know, now, because in small towns, the sheriff especially carries a lot of pull and weight a lot of times. Um, and they are well known in these towns, so it kind of makes me think there's there's a combination, just a combination of a lot of things happening here. And there is, as we've talked about many times, I think there is a fear of the press. Um, there is a fear of the press that has been growing and growing and growing, especially over the previous presidency. And it's still growing now because we still have people out there in high political positions talking about how threatening the press is. And 
these small rural communities tend to be these locations that um, you have more conservative thinking. You have people that are, it's interesting to me, they tend to be less trusting of the government, but in this situation, it's almost like they're listening to government officials because they don't want to trust the press. Mm. Um, so it, it is, it's concerning, um, to say the least, that, um, you know, this is happening, um, but with the political climate the last 10, 15 years, it's also not surprising, I don't think. Um I, I agree. I think that with the with with the divisive political climate, with the uh, persuasion that and the influence that leaders like the president of the United States, uh, when Donald Trump was in office, um, really weaponized uh, or or really uh, you know cast the media in a false light. There was always there's always been this kind of a sentiment, right? But it was. It was especially fostered and strengthened and amplified by, I think, Donald Trump and anyone who followed and supported him. I feel like some of his supporters um, got the impression that that he gave them permission to yes. do and say things that perhaps they had previously thought but had not acted upon. I ag- agreed. 100% I th- agree. Yeah, agreed. It, it It basically gave the people that were in the – you know the the outliers of this that had this this thought process to yeah this this must be okay if the leader of the free world is condoning this oh yeah I, yeah yeah I think I think we we we've seen that studies are showing it study, researchers are finding yeah and we can just generally see it there's mm-hmm. this population that was just kind of subtly quietly sitting back thinking a lot of these things right and yeah now we have a president of the United States that's out here saying it mm-hmm. yeah so I can say it. Right, um, and and I even though it. even though these things are largely unfounded, there, there there's there's journalists that don't always do their job and do well. There's there's media agencies that make mistakes, but this is largely unfounded. This is baseless, as as many of uh, former President Trump's uh, accusations were during his presidency, and then and and, and since then, uh, as he continues to stump for office, um, that that that's basically again kind of uh, encouraged. People that also uh, make uh, baseless claims to, to say this about uh, about the press and uh, are, are seemingly influential. And uh, again, I think that's what we do here on this show, and, and we do as educators. I think that's a, as great a job as we have now than ever before. Well, and I think we even see in these four stories that they bring up. You know, it's all essentially the same thing of people in roles with a little bit of authority or power saying, I don't like what you're doing. I don't like what you're saying. You may be reporting the facts, but I don't like it, so therefore I'm going to go after you. Um, or you're investigating something that I don't want you investigating, possibly me, so therefore yeah. I'm going to go after you because I have that authority to do that. So I'm going to attack, and I'm going to smear you, and I'm going to outspeak you, and I'm going to speak louder than you, and that's what seems to uh, in a in a digital social media connected world uh, that that seems to prevail uh, that's scary and again something we've got to we need to address like we're doing now and we need to try to set records mm-hmm. straight well my thought just is uh, if you have nothing to hide if you've done nothing wrong you should be able to withstand an investigation that will then turn up nothing but if you have something to hide, if you've done something wrong, then I can see why you might worry when reporters start snooping around. I think that just the most 
the judging from what you see from people again on social media is that how influential people are and how willing they are maybe dare i say gullible they may be to believe things when people cast aspersions like this and uh, it seems to be very influential because now we've lived through a presidential election cycle and i think that uh, it proved that and um how people can be misled can be and people can have their opinions but i'm i'm more concerned especially as a journalist who is a purveyor and still a practicing one and, a, and an educator that how people uh, read and accept unvarnished truth that we're trying to that we're trying to produce and even question what we're what we're trying to do and and and, and just don't have trust and generally in trust in what we do and in no part uh, no time and in my working or my my life have I witnessed something like this or any of you I'm sure either and that's that's what concerns me more than anything. There's definitely, a, I don't know whether it's social, I think it's all these things culminating, social media, right. this presidency, these ideas of power. And I don't know, I, I, as I read this, I keep, and as you've been talking, I keep thinking back historically, journalistically, you know, we've had these, these points of tension but I think we're at a whole new level, and I think part of it is we have these outlets where people can go find the information they want and not actually have to look at the information that is true or look at the information that they need. It's, well, this is what I want, so I'm going to stick with this. And I think that is, that is I think you're right, that is causing more issues. Um, so having more outlets in some ways is good, but it's also causing, I think, more issues. Um, especially journalistically. All right. We're going to wrap up our discussion for this week. Our listeners can join us again next week for more of Shop Talk.